Hello folks, welcome back to episode 73.2, um, Fitness with Fuck All Time. I have now recorded this for the second time because yesterday I recorded it and it didn't work, which was really annoying um, and yeah, made me made me absolutely furious. Just <laughs> the fact of, you know when you put work, it's like, again, I, I used this example the other week. Like when you did an essay at school and you typed like 2,000 words and you forgot to save it and then you had to go back to the start again. There's nothing more annoying than that. Um, but here I am. <clears throat> Lucky I had a bit of extra time today to be able to do this. So, yeah, we'll we'll crack on with fitness with fuck all time. Um, I think there's kind of like a an asterisk towards this that entails that like you have to create time for fitness. Like, and it has to be a priority of yours. I cannot give you a magic recipe to a 10-minute workout that gets you the results of someone that spends 10 hours in the gym. Like It just doesn't work. It's like anything. Like The amount of time that you're willing to dedicate to the thing um, will more often than not dictate the level of your results. It's not entirely true. Like In terms of you can get good results in the gym in probably four hours in a week. Like maybe not even as much as that, probably even less. Now I'm about to talk about that. So, um, and I will consider all situations. I will not just consider the self-employed um, person that sits at home and has like the ability to go to the gym through the day, AKA myself. Um, I will very much consider the, the guy that's got three kids and, he works 12-hour shifts and he has loads of other things on his plate because that's the that's usually the person that struggles with this person that's like, how the hell do I fucking do this? How the hell do I fit it in? Um, so yeah, I'm about to I'm about to hopefully help you understand how to get this done and how to how to achieve fitness with F all time. Um so here's a here's a very famous quote from a from a Love Islander um, that was on Diary of a CEO podcast not that long ago. And she was quoted as saying, we all have the same 24 hours in a day as Beyonce. She actually compared it to Beyonce. So it's like, this. I think the statement she was making was obviously taken very much out of context, but she still did say it on the pretense that like she thought, oh, nobody's really going to care about this. But a lot of people were offended. Um like not everyone's got the same 24 hours and days Beyonce. Like I'm sure Beyonce works her fucking socks off um to achieve what she achieves. Uh but yeah, Beyonce's life is probably a little bit different to um fucking Brian down the road that works as a brickie that's got four kids and lives in a council house and like fucking drinks pints every weekend. It's fitness looks a little bit different to them and just generally life looks a little bit different to them. <laughs> so yeah molly may got absolutely slaughtered for that um understandably but also like she was speaking to like she was on diary of a ceo podcast um so yeah i don't think we all have the same 24 hours in the day we certainly don't um with the conditions that we have in place in our life right now how many kids we've got what kind of job we do what hobbies we do um we don't all have the same 24 hours we very much all live in the same world but we don't live in the same 24 hours uh, so like I think the the easiest way to like consider your starting position is go right okay how much do I sleep how much do I work um, oh my god you are joking me just, right what do I even do here do I just go like right okay I'll be back in two seconds because someone's just run 
fucking doorbell. Postage just comes to the door. Goes, I sort of bother you, mate. I was buzzing for the people upstairs. Like, fuck off. <laughs> um, honestly, like 9,000 packages a day come in this door, man. Um, yeah, so what I was saying, again, I'm I'm not going to edit that bit out. I'm just going to keep it going. So hopefully that didn't upset your listening too much. Um, yeah, so what, you, what I want you to consider is how, how much you sleep, how much you work, um meal times like things that are like non-negotiable every single day that you actually do and then i want you to have a look at how many hours do you have left how many hours do you have left and what are they spent doing and then how you then break that down is let's have a little look at your screen time things like tiktok instagram youtube things like playing xbox things like netflix and then the first thing you need to kind of consider is like how much time do I actually have? And, and am, I, am I just dedicating it in different areas? Like, am I spending a lot of my time on my phone? Am I spending a lot of my time watching Netflix? Am I, spend a lot of, am I spending a lot of my time procrastinating, just doing random shit when I have this fitness goal or I have this gym goal, this running goal, this performance goal, whatever it may be, this fat loss goal, I'm actually not dedicating a lot of time to it. I'm ded- dedicating a lot of time to things that don't really give me much return of investment in terms of my fitness goals. And again, I'm not here to tell you that you can't watch Netflix. I'm not here to tell you that you can't go on your phone. I'm not here to tell you that you can't look at fucking YouTube. Like I will undoubtedly spend a hell of a lot of time on my phone and a hell of a lot of time watching things on TV. Like I think if I was to break it down right now, I'd probably spend 20 minutes watching YouTube in the morning while I'm having my coffee. I'd probably spend... I mean, I'll subtract my phone because it's very much business related. I probably spend at least an hour a night watching Netflix. So like there's arguably like at least I would probably if I was just if I was being a little bit more kind of um, what's the word? Let's say I used to I probably take at least two hours watching like Netflix, YouTube, things on my phone, like Twitter and stuff like that. So that's two hours. And I'm not saying that's not two hours that I should use to do that because it's very much a wind down time. Um, for me when I'm watching Netflix I'm not saying that I should take that away from my life because it helps me relax at night and it's something that me and Ellie do together but if I was really pushing on to something and I was like I need to dedicate more time to this I would then consider that's probably the time that I'm going to take back there's also a hell of a lot of procrastination time that like I deal with as a like work from home business owner most of the time there's a lot of procrastination involved and it's something that I'm continuously working on um so in reality like I could be doing much more with my fitness I could train more if I wanted to um but I don't really think I need to therefore I think I'm in an okay spot um I could always be better it always could so I want you to consider what yours looks like right now like how many hours do you actually have left in a day? Because some people will go, I work fucking 13 hours. I sleep fucking six or seven hours. I then go up to go and pick up the kids. I then have to take the kids to football. I then have to go and do this. I've got fucking 45 minutes left in a day. How the hell am I going to do this? And that's about. That's going to be what I'm about to kind of try and hopefully um, explain. Um, <clears throat> It's interesting. Like I have seen 
I've trained athletes that are training, well, I've training in an athlete, um, Rory, that's training for an ultramarathon. I have trained people for triathlons. I have trained someone to a half Ironman just now. I have trained for a triathlon myself. Um, I like trained hybrid, essentially trying to train for a triathlon and train in the gym at the same time and played football. Like a lot of the time, like when I was training for my triathlon, for example, I thought, how the fuck am I going to have all the time to cycle three times a week, swim twice a week, run twice a week, and go to the gym four times? Like, how is that even going to be possible? But lo and behold, I made the time. Like, I created the time because I was like, fuck. I was, the Part of the reason was I was scared to fucking fail. So I was like, I need to make the time for this. And everything else just around about me kept going. Like, I didn't feel like it take, took any sort of negative downturn from anything else in my life. But what I did find is during that duration of my life, my screen time was down because I didn't have time for my screen. I didn't have time to fiddle about on my phone when I was in the gym. I had to get stuff done efficiently. That was one of the best things that I've ever done um, in terms of just getting shit done. Um, and again, this is very much, a, it is just, it's a matter of priorities in your life right now. Like you need to actually distinguish the hierarchy in your life right now. Like what are you, what are you valuing most in your life? Because if you value like sitting fucking watching YouTube for two hours every day or sitting playing Xbox for two two hours every day and it leaves you very little time for the gym. Well, that's a matter of not you not having time. That's a matter of like the list of importance in your life. Um, it's And then again, you could think of things like, do you then value going out every single weekend, Friday, Saturday, or do you value gaining a little bit of time back for yourself to actually go and train in the gym? Again, it's a matter of priorities. It's not necessarily a matter of time. Um, and this is where I see this confusion with people. It's like, oh, I don't have time for this. Oh, I don't have time for the gym. Oh, I don't have time. But then I will still see these people like out at the weekend, like not going to the gym on a Monday because they're fucking knackered and spending time doing other things. Again, it's not a criticism. It's just a matter of like, understand this question in your head. Like, are you actually, do you actually have no time? Or are you just prioritizing other things? Um, I know people that, like, and again, not a criticism, but I know people, including myself previously, that sat and watched Netflix for three hours every single night in their bed. Like, go to the gym at half seven or eight. Not everyone loves doing that, but there's your opportunity. Go to the gym, come home, and then watch less Netflix. You'll probably be ready for your bed and you'll probably get a better sleep. Um, so, read a book not that long ago um, called The 5am Club. Actually, I lie, it was long ago. It was probably about three or four years ago now. And the premise of that book is essentially if you get up earlier, if you get up at 5am, it doesn't have to be 5am, but the kind of idea is like if you get up at 5am, you will have a lot more time. You will be able to get shit done um, and you'll be kind of starting the day before everyone else. Don't get me wrong, there's a lot of people that are up at 5am, um, but not everyone is. I personally probably get up at 5.45am like five days of the week and then the other days maybe like 7 half seven on a Sunday or something like that, which again, people find fucking mental, but I actually don't find it that mental. Like different if I'm out on a Saturday night, then yeah, okay, I'm not getting up at half seven majority of the time. But the premise of this is, is that people that get up earlier get more shit done because they truly believe, the belief is that between like getting up at five and like seven, eight o'clock, it's like kind of this like time where you're getting ahead of everyone and you're able to do your things like the gym, you're able to do your things like your walks, you're able to do your things like just getting ahead with your work. Um, and then that's kind of like good, that's kind of like a, 
a productive time for a lot of people. I always there is a this like a, a distinctive difference between some people whereby some people are like night owls and some people are like what you would describe as like a morning lark like people that can get up and just get going some people really struggle with that like me and ellie are the complete opposite in regards to that like ellie struggles to get up in the morning i find it quite easy ellie previously probably could have kept like stayed up a lot later and i'm just fucking sleeping by about half nine um maybe not half nine ten is maybe a little bit more realistic um so you need to kind of distinguish if this is something that is suited to you, if this is something that your lifestyle will allow you to do. And again, it's not necessarily getting up at 5 a.m. It doesn't have to be that time. It could be something like six. It could be something like seven. If that's earlier for you, like gaining an hour back by waking up earlier could be one of the best things that you can do in terms of gaining back time. However, there is a catch. There's definitely a catch with this. Like you need to sleep well enough. You need to nourish well enough. You need to manage your stress well enough um, to actually be able to do this because it's almost like shooting yourself in the foot. If you're fucking sleeping like absolute shit through the whole night, if you are like totally shot on energy, stressed out your absolute box, getting up at 5 a.m. is probably just going to fuck you over even more. Like you're going to be hitting Wednesday and you're going to be falling asleep at work. Like I have weeks like this every now and again where I know I need to pull back because if I, again, if I've been out at the weekend, I have a shit sleep on a Sunday, I wake up on a Monday, I feel flat, I go home from like football training on a Monday night, I wake up on a Tuesday, I'm flat, I wake up on a Wednesday, I'm feeling slightly better, but I'm still a little bit flat, Thursday I'm back to normal. Um, and that's just me, like that's how like alcohol and fucking lack of sleep affects me like dramatically. Um, or at least I view it as pretty dramatic in my head, I'm a, fucking, a bit of a shit bloke with a bad sleep. Um, so I know for me that I can I can do the 5 a.m. club or the 5.45 a.m. club um, and that's no problem for me and it helps me get ahead because what I'll do is I'll do my PTs in the morning. So I'll do like one at six, one at seven and then go home for my breakfast and then do a bit of online stuff and then I do a couple more PTs like near uh, tea time, like four and five. Um, so that allows me to almost like squeeze my two kind of separate, it's not a separate job, they're both the same job, but squeeze my online stuff and my one-to-one stuff into the same day. And then I can train in the afternoon. Um, so that really allows me to be very, very productive and based on my expectations, obviously. Um, so for you, like you need to tick a few boxes before you can even think about doing this. So sleep, it's like the quality of sleep has got to be good. Um, you've got to think about the duration of sleep. Think about the duration of sleep that you wake up feeling good, not when you wake up and you have to absolutely peel yourself out of bed. Like you should not be feeling like that every single morning. If you do, there is something broken. And it might be something out with your control. It might be kids that are not sleeping. It might be some sort of worries. Again, sometimes those things are a little bit out with your control. But if they are things within your control, caffeine intake, um, actual sleep routine, um, what you're eating and drinking before bed, um, again, like like infl- self-inflicted stress with certain different things, these are all going to affect your sleep. Therefore, this early wake is possibly not going to work. But if it does, and if you can get all these things in place, it's going to be the ultimate hack for, for getting shit done. If you can, like people that say, oh, I can't go to the gym in the morning, I understand it. It sometimes doesn't suit very many people, but if you can get into the routine of it and get your body adapted and adjusted to it, it is, again, one of the best things that you'll ever do for energy throughout the day, one of the best things that you'll ever do for sleep, one of the best things that you'll ever do for your actual mood through the day. You will be pinging, like, 
the whole morning, way into the afternoon, if you get this right. Um, so that is an option for you. That is an option. Um, but remember, you have to have the right quality of habit and sleep around this. So if we are to go a little bit more into the nitty gritty, like what you probably came onto this podcast for was maybe not for me to kind of fucking um, berate your sleeping patterns and routines and things like that. It was more a case of, I mean, this is just an assumption, like it was more a case that you maybe wanted to know, right, how do I actually structure my training? Like, how do I sort this out? Like, how do I get a training plan that works for me um, and I can squeeze it into these small little gaps that I've got available to myself in the week? Like, I've only got 30 minutes. I've only got 45 minutes a few times a week to be able to train in the gym. Um, I'm hopefully going to be able to give you a little bit of a, yeah, like a plug and play, something that you can actually use, something that you can actually go and, you know what, I'm going to trial that next week and see how it works. Um, so things that you need to know, like you got to make the most of your time. The premise of training is always like, it's always like progressive overload. So whatever you do, make sure that progressive overload is involved. Like you go from your start point and you keep trying to lift more. You try to lift with more intensity you try to lift with better form, you try to adapt your skills in the gym, learn new movements, get more kind of uh, adept with like the varying different movements that you can do. Obviously, there's a certain amount of coaching that may be involved in this. Like if you work with a PT or you've worked with a coach or something like that in the past, you need to remember that like lifting is a skill as well. Um, you may want to focus more heavily on compound movements. So if you're going into the gym and just doing an arm and delts day, but your goal is fat loss, meh, I would argue that you maybe want to focus a little bit harder on getting those big movements done, those big taxing movements, those deadlifts, those squats, those bench presses, like the ones, the multi-joint movements that are actually really taxing um, and slightly heavier. Not slightly heavier, that's not the word I mean, that's obviously relevant to the actual movement itself, but utilizing compound movements that little bit more um, and then we obviously need to consider like training frequency, like the amount that you train each muscle group per week matters. So like if we're breaking it down, we want to be able to train each muscle group like two to three times per week. Now that doesn't mean you need to have two chest sessions. That just means like the way that I would program someone's session would be to make sure that they're hitting each muscle group two to three times per week. And that could be split up into three sessions um two sessions or that would be split up into four sessions or five just depends how much that person can train um probably aiming for around about three to six sets per exercise um again that could be like it doesn't have to be you're doing like six sets of dumbbell bench press that could be one day you do dumbbell bench press the next day you're maybe or in two days time you're doing an incline press or something like that or a smith machine press or a bench press um and then total weekly volume this is something that I'll consider as well. So most of the evidence suggests that to actually promote muscle growth, you want to have a total weekly volume of around about 15, arguably 10 to 20 sets per muscle group. Um, and this can obviously be spread across like multiple different exercises. And um, that's going to kind of be what's optimal for muscle growth. I know that's not the only goal that everyone's got. Um, with limited time, say, for example, we're only training for 20, uh, 30 to 45 minutes. Intensity is important. You cannot go into the gym and just lift like a lift like a, a dough ball. Like you you really want to make sure that you're you're challenging yourself. You're going close to failure um, and the session's actually hard. 
Like if you've got that small amount of time, you then don't have the time to like overload the muscle over an hour and a half. And eventually you'll get the adaptation that you need because you've just trained for so long. No, I actually recommend like even for people that do have time, like 45 minutes to an hour is like more than enough for you able to, for you to be able to have a really good intense workout. Um, like rest and recovery is obviously important, but what you might find during these sessions is that you have slightly less rest time on certain movements just to kind of keep the ball rolling and to make sure that things are intense. Um, so I think if I was like then to break it down, like there's, there's varying different ways that I would do it. So let's just imagine you're someone that's got 45 minutes to do your sessions and you're going to do it three to four times a week. The way that I would structure it, and this is just this is just me. Like, there's again, there's so many different ways that I would structure it. I would maybe go for something like, if I had three sessions, I would maybe go for like three full body sessions, um, which would obviously have varying different movements. We'd start with a couple of compounds, a couple of big movements, um, like as I said, like squat, bench, deadlift would maybe be the premise of each session. Maybe have one squat day, one bench day. Again, it just depends on your goal. Like these are like not everyone's going to be asked about a bench a squat on a deadlift not everyone could do that like not everyone can just jump into a session and do squat bench and deadlift so don't don't think that that's what you need to do it could be a variation or a regression of like the barbell back squat the barbell deadlift and the barbell bench press like they're very much like the top of the chain like if you want to be able to do these movements there's probably like a, a like a progression that has to be gone through um, so let's just imagine the premise of each of those sessions is squat, bench, deadlift, but not necessarily those movements themselves. Um, I'm blethering now. Um, I would probably have a couple of compounds. I would then maybe go into a couple of supersets. So that's just doing an exercise back to back. That's just more time efficient. And then I would maybe finish it off with like some sort of metabolic conditioning where we have high reps, we have a bit of cardio, we maybe do a bit of abs. Um, or a bit of core, whatever you want to describe it as. And yeah, you could be like swiftly finished that workout in 30 to 45 minutes. Um, so I would be doing these three to, well, maybe do these three to four times a week and 45 minutes. Um, and again, this is, this is just like a workout structure that I use for a particular client. And I just thought it was good. Like a client that's in this exact same situation where he only has the chance to train three 45 min minute sessions a week in the morning. Um, and he does cardio in between those days. So his Monday is a 45-minute gym session, which is kind of just like the one that I described. His Tuesday is a 15-minute run in the morning. This, he just goes out, he wakes up, gets a drink of water, goes out the door and does this. Um, Wednesday is a 45-minute session. Thursday is a 15-minute run. Friday is a 45-minute session. And then what he does is he's got five, one to five optional little mobility sessions that he can do at home. There's a bit of core involved in that. There's a bit of kind of mobility stretching work um and a bit of kind of just like football related like like landing and jumping type things um and what he also does is on the days that he does his cardio he jumps straight in a, a nice plunge right after that um and that is one way to wake you up get a, get a run and then jump in a jump in some cold water and you're fucking you're absolutely buzzing for the day i promise you um and then at the weekend we don't have anything planned in but what he can do is he can do his fourth session if he wants um, if he has the time and he's not got anything else on, or I allow him the flexibility to be able to go and do whatever he wants. He'll sometimes like to jump on his bike. He'll sometimes like to go for an extra run. He'll sometimes have a kickabout, seven a sides or something like that. Um, and we leave that open. There's no structure to that weekend. 
but he will typically do something. And sometimes he has things on and he just doesn't do anything. And that's totally fine because he's working out Monday to Friday every single morning and that sets him up. Like that's that's enough for him. Um, and does he get results? Yes, absolutely. He gets results. And you need to consider that that's three times 45 minutes, two times 15 minutes, and he jumps in a cold bath a couple of times a week. And that is more than enough for him. If we were to actually then like add that up, how long does that actually take? It's um sorry, one second. So that's two point two five hours in the gym. And then that's another half an hour of running, which again, we we've progressed that to set like some longer runs than that before. Like he's done 20 minutes, he's done five Ks and things like that, just depending on what he wants to do. Um, but if we were to add that up, that's that's literally just over three hours of like working out a week. He gets his steps in and things like that as well, the majority of the time. So that's like not much more than three hours of of working out per week, which is crazy. Like, I mean, if we're being maybe a bit more kind of realistic, it's, it's maybe nearer to four hours. Um, but imagine all you had to do every week was dedicate four hours to working out. That would get you in shape, keep you in shape. I mean, obviously, we don't talk about the nutritional side of stuff right now. We're talking more about like fitness and working out type stuff. Um, but imagine that's all you need to do. Like that is all you need to do. Is that really a big commitment? Um, and do you really need that much time for that? I almost guarantee that every fucking person on this planet could take back four hours in their week to stay fit and to work out. Um, the fact that you don't have time is usually bollocks. It's usually bollocks, if I'm going to be honest. it's Look, again, and I'm not like zipped up the back. I understand that, yes, it's a 45-minute session, but that may entail a 15-minute journey there to the gym and back. So I'm not like, I'm not being kind of like, I'm not being stupid here and not considering that there's travel involved and there's logistical things involved in this. And it doesn't always just like work out as, oh, it's only 45 minutes and then I just fucking teleport myself to work. Um, there's a certain amount of preparation and understanding of your routine that will need to be there to make this happen. Do you need to take your gym stuff to work with you to go after? Do you need to take your work stuff to the gym with you so you can just fire straight to your work? Do you need to have your breakfast prepared so you can get that when you get into your work? Do you need to be pretty proactive in planning to make this happen? Yeah, it doesn't just happen like automatic. Are there going to be mornings where something's just went to shit and you can't do it? Absolutely. Like that's going to happen, but um, it can happen. So this is kind of the next bit. And this is honestly like one of the most important parts. Um, and this is why I see so many people fail with fitness because they've not got time and they've not got energy. And it's because there is a lack of communication with the people around them and a lack of boundaries set and a lack of... Sometimes it is there's a little bit of guilt attached and there's a little bit of like, I don't know, just a lack of communication and a lack of understanding between them and their partners, especially and like their families. And the first thing that I would do, and again, I'll use an example for this. And there's one of my previous clients, Andy, um, who I think majority of people will probably know if, if they know for her and if they know me, um, a couple of things that he done, like he's got like a really positive kind of relationship with his family and exercise and um, he is able to and he's been on the podcast before so you might have you might have heard him on the podcast and I, I like to think like me and Ellie have got this as well we've got a really good understanding I will help I will basically tell her my schedule I will tell her when I'm working out well majority of the time she kind of knows by now anyway it's kind of it's quite automatic and um, I will tell her when I'm working out when I'm doing runs when I'm doing football 
um, when I'm doing this, that, and the next thing. So she knows. So she's got, there's no shocks. There's no, I'm away to the gym right now. And she's like, oh, fuck's sake, why are you away to the gym? We're going to do this, blah, 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 blah. Like it still, it happens every now and again, but um, and that would be that wouldn't be like abnormal for that to to happen. Um, but it works pretty positively because we understand each other and we understand what we're doing. And Andy was the exact same. Him and Becky completely understood. Like, right, okay, Andy's going on a run on Wednesday morning. He's doing this, and you kind of need to do that when you've got like kids and things like that because you can't just like walk up and leave when maybe the kids are needing you or maybe you've got something that needs done. Like, and the best way that you can do this is having some sort of like whiteboard planner. I know I've got one um, and I know Andy's got one as well, which basically says like, this is what I've got on this week. This is what I've got on this month. There are no surprises. We can have that conversation about, okay, we maybe need we need you at the house at this time or we need you to be available on this day. So I'm like, I'm a football manager or something like that. It's literally like a relationship, but um. It just helps you both get an understanding of like what you're looking to achieve. Um, and a lot of people get caught up in the fact they think it's selfish and they think, oh, I don't want to like leave the house and I don't want to kind of blah, blah, blah. Like a lot of people like get a little bit guilty over this, but what people maybe don't understand is that like by you being fitter, healthier, happier in your own body, stronger, faster, whatever it is that you're looking to achieve, like the people around you then benefit. And you've obviously got to come to a mutual agreement about like what's taking the piss. Like if you're at the gym for three hours every single night and and you're going swimming every day and you're going running and you're never at home, then there's a conversation to be had about like the standards that you want. And you may have to have this conversation. It might be a difficult conversation at first. Like this is what I want to do. This is the days I'm going to be away. This is the nights I'm going to be away. You're maybe not going to see me between this hour and this hour but this is what I want to do. And then you maybe come to like some sort of middle ground and then that's where your um, that's where your maybe your plan or that's maybe where your, um, your the duration of your gym sessions come from, the, the time that you've got available to yourself. It may be a conversation with a boss. Um, I'm going to go to the, the gym at lunchtime or something like that. Or it may be a conversation with a family member. Can you look after so-and-so for like between 10 and 12 this morning so I can go to the gym. Like there's a lot of conversations to be had, but I think a lot of people kind of just go, oh, no, I'm not going to be able to do that. I'm not going to have time for that. Oh, the missus is going to be pissed off. And then they just don't do it. Um, but yeah, it's important also to not take the piss. Like, as I said, don't take the piss with this um, because that would then cause a little bit of friction as well. But the planner is one of the best things that I've ever seen. Like you can literally just like get it on the whiteboard. Everyone can see it. And it's almost like your insurance policy. It's like, so if you get a phone call, where are you? You just go, it's on the planner. It's on the planner. Go and have a look at that. And they're like, yeah, they can't really say anything. I'm not trying to like get you away with things right now. That's probably the wrong way to think about it. But it's um, it's just a good way to do it. So there can't really be an argument. It's just, we've set these standards. Like, this is what we agreed on. This is our little contract. This is when I'm going to be at the gym. And yeah, I mean, sometimes it might change, but you kind of get the point. Um. Next thing would be like no procrastination, no phones policy in the gym. Like if you want to get shit done quickly and you want to be home in time for things, just leave your phone alone. Like let, again, I'll take my own advice at some point. Um, like just stick some music on, leave your phone alone, get the session done. Don't be blethering uh, Davy in the gym for three hours. Um, just go in, get your session done, get the earphones in, get in the zone, and then get back out again. That's my that's my style. That's why I like doing other than the phone thing. Like I'm so shit at that. Um, but I kind of just like getting in, get my headphones in, 
maybe being a, it's maybe not the way to be, especially having being a PT in the gym. Um, but I like to just get my headphones in and just get the, the workout done. Um, and I'm usually I'm out of the gym under an hour pretty much every time. Um, so that is another good way to save a bit of time. Um, another couple of strategies that I would use is I always believe that people think by having discipline and structure in their life, they lack it lacks freedom and it lacks this like this magical kind of flexibility. They can do anything at any time. And it's like, oh, I want to, maybe I want to do this tonight. Maybe I want to do that tonight. Maybe I'm going to do this. I personally think like if you can gain some structure with discipline planning, you actually then create more freedom for yourself. So if you can sit down every Sunday night, either using the whiteboard, you can go on Google Calendar, you can use Calendly, whatever it is that you want to use for your life or for your business. And you can plan in, the time and the hours that you're going to be doing certain things, right? I've got two hours for this on Monday. I've got one hour for the gym on Monday. I've got Tuesday. I've got football for an hour and a half. So, and you basically block these in like a little bit of a booking. It can seem a little bit monotonous and it can seem a little bit boring and a little bit like almost kind of like too disciplined. But what it does is it creates freedom for you because you go, well, I'm going to do that, 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 and that. I'm going to have free time to do ever like to work out and things like that at, at the other points. And you can actually then schedule and right. Okay. When have I got free time? When am I going to be at home? When am I not working? When am I not gymming? Um, and I personally think that works a treat. Like it stops procrastination, procrastination like mad because you literally are just like a well-oiled machine that gets shit done in the time that he's got allocated to himself um, or herself. Um. I understand that I very often speak from like the male's point of view, but I am speaking to everyone here. Um, it's just habit being a male myself. Um, the other thing that I've discussed like several times on the podcast as well is Parkinson's law, which is, and this is kind of refers to what I was just talking about there. Like Parkinson's law is the, it's the idea that when you allocate a particular amount of time to a task, you will take that particular amount of time to do the task. How many times have you been under pressure at work to do hit a deadline or at uni, you've had like two days to go and get an essay done and you just go and get it done. Like, and it gets done. You're like, holy fuck, how did they manage that? However, if you've got four months to do this essay and you're like, nah, it doesn't really need started, but I probably should start it. And then by the time you you end up then two days out having barely touched it. That's Parkinson's law. You will use the allocated time that you have available to yourself to finish that task pretty much more majority of the time. So reverse engineer Parkinson's law um, within your weekly calendar. And what you can do is, okay, all right, okay, for this work task, I've got two hours. Let's go and fucking get it done because I'm going to the gym directly after that. So you block in these kind of like, they're almost like appointments, these bookings with certain jobs or these bookings with the gym. I have got an hour on Thursday to go to the gym. I don't have any more time than that. I'm just going to get it done. You will almost force yourself into making sure that that gets done and you will not procrastinate as much. It's It it, it just works. That's why when I'm sitting here on my laptop, what I'll do is, is I will set like time. So again, I said this yesterday on the podcast, but I've got to get this podcast done by 10. I've got to get this uploaded and done by 10. Um, I mean, I won't cut it short if I am still speaking, but like, I've got to get that done by 10. And then what happens at 10 is I upload um, and that's going to happen like pretty much instantly after. And then I go on to the next job, um, which is the really fun job of throwing out my tax. Um, and then I've got half an hour to do that. 
that will kind of make sure that I don't, I'm not tempted to go and watch a YouTube video or something like that in between. Um, so yeah, another thing that I have seen many clients do before as well, something that I kind of mentioned at the start of the podcast is they, they basically just get rid of things that they're wasting time on or not necessarily that they're wasting time on, but if there's anything within their house, like sometimes it can be things like, again, this is ironic because I just bought an Xbox um, and I know I'm barely going to ever play it, but it's nice to have it there so I can play a game of FIFA when I want. By the way, got beat 10-0 on my first game of FIFA yesterday. It was yesterday or the day before. Um, and then the wee kid messaged me and he was like, you're so bad with like 10 laughing faces. I was so tempted to message him back saying, fuck you, you little dick. Um, but I didn't. I controlled myself. Like 18-year-old me would have messaged him back abusing him. Um but yeah, I got beat 10-0, Celtic versus Galatasaray. Um, it was it was rather one-sided, to say the least. But anyway, um, what was the point I was getting at there? It was nothing to do with my horrendous FIFA skill. Um, it's so much harder now to defend. It is, it is so much harder to defend. I really don't know why I bought this Xbox. It's literally going to sit there gathering dust. Um yeah, so getting rid of things you're wasting time on. So, like, if I if I was to find myself sitting on this Xbox for like three hours every single night, I'd, one, I'd probably be single. Two, I would probably be really frustrated with myself because it wasn't. I'm not doing the things that matter to me. Like, what matters to me is like the business and helping people. And if I was like transferring three hours of my life into Xbox, I'd probably go. You know what? this is probably not worth it right now. This is probably taking away too much of my time that I need for other things in my life. So I would just punt it. I would maybe, I would maybe just punt it. Um, if I found that I was wasting like heaps and heaps of time on TikTok, I would delete TikTok. Um, again, I've got this argument right now that it's, I'm using it for business. So it, I go on and use it for business. And next thing you know, you're like watching fucking some guy eat a burger in 3.0 seconds and a, a frog with a hat on. Um Oh, my algorithm is really weird. Um, you're, obviously, you're, your phone and the apps on your phone are one of the main killers of your time and the main kind of killers of procrastination. Like, we literally have a machine that's attached to our hand. Oh, shit, my fucking laptop's wearing it, Larry. Fuck. Which one did I take out? It's like the cutting the red wire right now. Um, oh, my God. My laptop turned off right now. I'd probably stick my head through the laptop. Um. Yeah, so your phone is like it's literally just this little dopamine machine. Like you pick it up and you can see anything in the world within like three seconds. Like you can literally type in anything, and that is the ultimate distraction. Like that is the ultimate distraction. The reason that we get distracted by our phones is because like it can give us just this little hit. Like it's it's almost like taking a fucking draw of a fag. Not that I can't imagine. I can't even think of the last time I've. I don't think I ever done that in my life, which sounds mental but i don't actually think i've ever had a draw of a fag um but like you know like nicotine rush you get i can imagine it's almost like that but it's through a phone and you get that little rush of dopamine that kind of makes you happy for about 10 seconds and then you're kind of back to going why if i just got distracted by that um and here's a way that i framed it to someone not that long ago in 20 years time there's going to be an app that will show you all of your screen time over your whole life so far um, I don't know how it will happen. Maybe it'll only show you screen time on your phone. Maybe it'll only show you, like, I don't know, how much time you spent on Instagram and TikTok. Or maybe it will show you in some 
like complicated way how much time you spent on netflix how much time you spent on tiktok how much time you spent on instagram how much time you spent on facetime how much time you've spent on your laptop how much time you've genuinely spent on all the different apps that you used and it's going to fucking be scary like you're going to look at that and you're going to see not just weeks you're going to see months you're going to see years of your life spent on your phone you're going to see how much time you have wasted watching fucking dogs do backflips which is pretty cool to be fair but um you're going to be a little bit sick when you see that because you're going to go what could i have done with that time i always like one of my main bits of kind of um justification for like i'm trying to learn spanish just now one of the main bits of justification for me is like what else would you be doing ryan like you want to dedicate like 20 minutes a day to learn in spanish give that 20 minutes to, to learn in Spanish every day rather than fucking frittering about watching shit like on your phone, like scrolling Twitter to see if Celtic have signed someone. Um, Like when Celtic signed someone, you'll find out. Like you don't need to be scrolling every single rumor in the world. Um, So have a think about that. In 20 years time, there'll be an app that will show you your screen time over your whole life. Will that make you scared? Will that make you embarrassed? Will that make you feel regret? Will that make you think I shouldn't have spent so much time on my phone? I should have been out strolling the fields, petting sheep or something like that. Um, so, yeah, I don't know how we got there, but we got there. Um, so the main takeaway from this is if you have F all time to actually work on your fitness, first break down your day. Break down your day, break down how much time like you spend doing certain things, how much spare time do you actually have in a week. Don't think that you need to train seven times a week it's not necessary for good results. As I spoke about, three to maybe ideally four 30 to 45-minute sessions, maybe with a little bit of cardio thrown in there as well, is going to be sufficient for you to get good results. It maybe doesn't even have to be that many. If you can only do two sessions, you can only do two sessions. That's better than none. The results are not going to be as good as four, but you've got to you've got to piss with the cock that you were given. Um that's not really the, the pun that I was look, looking for. Um, you've got to kind of just like do do what you can with what you've got in, at this point in your life. Um, you've then got to consider that would getting up earlier be better for you, but it's only going to be better if you have the right habits, the sleep routine, the caffeine intake is low in the afternoon, and you actually are getting good quality sleep so that you can wake up at that time or you're in the routine of that already, or it's maybe going to be a case of trying to adjust to that and giving it a bash, that is one way to get one to two hours back of your week and inserting a fitness routine into your life without having to worry about actually doing anything really differently. Um, and then it's just a case of understanding that like that morning time is like pretty productive time for most people, but for the majority of people, that night time is pretty unproductive, and there's not really much that happens. So we may just want to get to bed earlier, wake up earlier, and then get that shit done early in the morning because it does make you feel good. Um, and yeah, just considering like straight from the the most basic kind of point there is, like, is it a priority? Like, is it an idea or is it a priority? Like, do you actually want to make a change? Because 99.9% of the time, if you want to make a change and you want to get to the gym and you want to spend time working on your nutrition and all these kind of good things, it has to be a priority of yours. And that's just that's just the gist of it. Some of us will have more time than others, but it has to be a priority. 
Um, and if you're still completely confused with how you would structure your plan, how you would make this happen, then give me a message and we can have a conversation. No strings attached. If you enjoyed this, please give it a share on your Instagram story. I'm praying that there's sound on this because if there's not, I will truly volley my laptop and throw it out the window. Um, so yeah, hope everyone has a good day. Um, catch you later.